Here we come to Minnesota Life. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. And let's come in agreement regarding the live broadcast. I've been notified uh, from a dear friend that um, it has been glitchy, the Wi-Fi signal. I'm not particularly sure on what end that is, but let's come in agreement for a clarity of utterance and a clarity of dissemination of the utterance that nothing would hinder the broadcast that the Lord has for us today, whether within myself or our, or anything on the outside, it would not be, it would not be checked. It would not be hindered. It would not be halted in the name of Jesus. We speak for a clarity. We speak for the one stream of the Holy Spirit to go for it unhindered and unchecked today in Jesus' name. And on another note, actually, I just realized, I just realized that on my YouTube channel, I have a thousand videos posted. So that was huge to me when I realized I've reached a thousand, a thousand video mark of, um, of what the Lord had laid in my heart to release and to, to really record it has always been a step of faith. It has always been unto the Father. It has always been eyes beholding the living Christ. And so I trust that these messages have been a blessing to you and, and really above all have brought forth a transformation, a shift of understanding Understanding that you press deeper and that you you will not relent in this pursuit of a transformation to be conformed to the image of Christ from glory to glory. And it does require patience, which is of the Holy Spirit. And so here we are, here we are, another message, and I believe this will be 1001 that will be posted either later on tonight or Monday morning. Glory be to God. He gave me a title this morning again as he is a faithful God. And the title is <laughs> The Love of One. The Love of One. The Love of One, not the love of many. Not the love of... <laughs> Me, myself, and I, selfish love. But the love of the only true God, the love of one. And as I heard this title so clear within me, ah, it felt that I was picked upside down and shaken again all over. And um, to step in the newness of the mind of Christ, to communicate from the one thought of the Spirit. You see, it's not about how much we love God, but it's about that God so loved us. Let's go to John 3. How about we go to John, the book of John, something that we can so easily, easily quote back and put as a bumper sticker and wave our banners and flags at sporting events. Do we understand? We say yes by faith, we understand. Yes, we say. John 3.16 For God so loved the love of one. For God so loved the love of one. For God so loved the world that he gave. The love of this one true God that loved us gave, gave his only son, gave the one, the only one through whom we could be reconciled unto him. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whoever believes, you and I today believe, and this is a jump for joy message, that whoever believes in him should not perish. Your life is not a portion to perishing. Your life is a portion to everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, his only, his only, there's only one way. He is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. The one man, the Lord Jesus Christ. The one only begotten of the father, the firstborn. The one that's not ashamed to call us brethren now. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, do you believe in him? The one that God sent as a propitiation, as an atoning sacrifice to pay for the sin of the world, mine and yours included. We cannot ever lose sight of this message of the love of God. This is the Christian message. The message of God to the world is his son, Jesus Christ. That came to demonstrate the love that God has towards us. The love of one. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But the world through him might be saved. His desire is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of his son. Which means to come to the knowledge of the very love of God. And so today we'll acknowledge. What are we going to acknowledge? Let's go to Philemon. Let's see if we can find Philemon. Where is Philemon? Right before Hebrews. This is Paul's epistle to Philemon. Verse 4. I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, that the sharing of your faith may become effective. And so today we'll be sharing our faith and it will be effective because we will acknowledge every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus which is the very love of God when we acknowledge the love of God we are making our faith effective because faith works
through love. The revelation of the love of God is what we'll talk about today. And the revelation of the love of God is truly the revelation of God himself. <laughs> that we will be ever undergoing transformation and mind renewal to attain to. The very love of God, this great mystery of Christ within us, his very love demonstrated within us. The hope of glory. This confidence of eternal life. That we're not made for perishing, but we're made for life. And so from here, let's go to Romans. Romans 5. Hmm. The love of one. The only one that we acknowledge today. Verse 6, for when we were still without strength, good for nothing we were, marred by sin, made in sin, conceived in sin, apportioned for sin where the devil was concerned, children of wrath, children of the devil, hell-bound, Right at that moment, where we did not even want to know God, in pure rebellion to truth, in sure deception that we know it all, but in perfect opposition to God, without strength, with no Christ within us, without strength. Christ alone is your strength. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For the ungodly. We were called the ungodly. See, this is going back to the ABCs. The ABCs in case we think we know it all. And now because we've been in church and through the preaching cycles of so many pastors and preachers and evangelists and heard so many messages, now we know it all. And we're so good, we're so good. Outside of the strength of Christ within us, there's nothing good. We were the ungodly before. For scarcely, verse 7, for righteous men will one die, potentially. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. We were none of those. We were neither righteous, <laughs> nor were we good. We were the ungodly. You see, this sheer grace and mercy of the love of God to so love us, to give his son while we're yet sinners. He's really my confidence, what Paul is going to tell us right now, of this perfect redemption, this new creation I am now. So that I can acknowledge every good thing I have in him, not of myself, lest I boast. 
but God demonstrates his own love towards us. The love of one, his very own love, not the love of another. For God is love. And God chose to demonstrate himself. That is his love because he is love. God chose love, chose to demonstrate God. Love is God. We have to acknowledge everything good that we have in Him, which is His love. We have Him. We have Him. We are born of Him. We are now His very dear beloved children. No longer the ungodly. But lest we forget what we're redeemed from and go back to that. We need to daily remind ourselves of his mercy and grace towards us. That God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, while you were still a sinner, while I was still a sinner, Christ died for us. Why couldn't beg God to love you a little better today? Why would you now that you in Christ ever feel unworthy of the love of God, Eliba? Why would you ever run away from the love of God when He has called you His own? Last Sunday's message be mine. Listen to it. He's saying that we are His. And we to live life in this acknowledgement of being His. Living in the one love that He is. One God, one faith, one baptism, one body. The way partakers of now, we've been qualified, Colossians says, to be partakers of this inheritance of His body, to be called heirs and co-heirs of Christ. Galatians tells us. We read the word, we read, let the word read himself to us. And open, eye, open up the eyes of our understanding of the love of the one true God. So verse 9, because verse 8 tells us that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us because it was the very choice of God. That's why Ephesians says before the foundation of the world, he preordained us, predestined us to be his, to be before him in love. Oh, to be in love, in his love, in his body, in the body of Christ, the one whom he sent to demonstrate love to us. I believe the eyes being open today, the ears being stopped today. They will no longer do the little circles in our little heads of wanting to attain to something we already have. There is a press, I understand, of laying hold of this truth, and that's why these messages come forth. With such passion, I listen to myself and I marvel at the expression 
and how I animate his expression through me becomes. And I trust that you just hear his passion. His passion is that he loves you. His passion is that you are his. His passion is that he shed blood and broke his body for you and for I to know the very love of God, who he is. Oh. And so often we catch ourselves in struggles. Why oppression wants to land and deceive us, all of us. But we go to Paul's writing that no matter what the pressure is on the outside, we will not be crushed because we have an excellence of power in this earthen vessel. So we will know this power, this strength, this marvel of a glorious light. It is of God and not of us. So will not be crushed. Never in despair. Never to be lost again. When we walk in this love of God. In him. The love of God. So verse 9. Much more than. Much more than after we've read what we read. And said what we said. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, not by how good you can do it. Justified by his blood. You and I are solely justified through the blood of Christ, which is the pure expression of the love of God. Because God so loved us, he gave us his son to shed blood for us. For a body to be broken for us. To be a propitiation for us. To be part of now the only living body. Hear about the body of the living Christ. To walk in the very love of God, which is the very power of God. To walk in the very spirit of the living God, the whom who he raised from Christ from the dead, Ephesians tells us. The spirit of the living God. They shed the love of God in our hearts. That's in, 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 in Romans 5, just above it. That now, verse 5, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. There is no lack. There is no lack in the body of Christ. There is no lack. The very love of God has been given to us. And then Romans 8 will say, if he did not spare his son, how much more would he not give us everything together with the son? There is no lack of revelation. There is no lack of love expression. There is no lack for you and I today. Here about we're going to come up higher in a mind renewal today to know that in the love of God, we are whole and we are complete. Not a work of my own, but a of his, his, his own, his own love he demonstrated to us. His own love, he's just, we read it here. His own love towards us. His own love towards us. While we were sinners, 
scrambled eggs. I was. <laughs> He's still unscrambling me. <laughs> Mind renewal. Much more than having now been justified by his blood. Do you hear his voice? Having been justified by his blood. Atonement of sin. Purification of sin. A brand new creation born from above. A just man before a just God. On the basis of the blood of Christ. We shall be, let's go back to the beginning of nine, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God, through the death of his son, reconciliation to God is only found through the death of his son, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other way that you can, you nor I, be reconciled to a holy God unless we come through the cross of Christ. And now we are to daily pick up the cross of Christ by reckoning this outer man dead. So we'll not yield the members of our body for sin's sake. Because sin shall, it does not have dominion over us in Christ. Sin shall no more have dominion over you. That's Romans 6. Read Romans slowly, meditatively. Don't just go to Romans 3 here and tell me something here. Or was it 23, Romans 3, 20. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory. I mean, that's all people talk about. For all, don't you know, for we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah, but verse 24 says, being justified freely now by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. No longer to be called a sinner. To, but to be called a child of God, to be called the saved of God, to be called a new creation in Christ. Because now through him I have been reconciled to God. When we were enemies, Verse 10, for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now what? We have now what? Received the reconciliation, the oneness in the very love of God. To be called one with God. You see, through your new birth, you now are one with God. You've been transferred out of that sinner's world that, that sin has dominion over. That Satan is the master over. You've been transferred out from there. 
conveyed into a brand new kingdom. You see, unless we know and go through these steps of this mighty reconciliation, we always will feel busted. We always will go and feel unworthy somewhere and do the boohoo in the corner somewhere. What can I do more for God? What you can do more for God is trust Him. Believe the Word of God. Walk upright as a child led solely by His Spirit. Live as a living sacrifice. Don't be conformed to the world is what you can do for God, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because now we live, now we have been received by Him. And, and you know, John tells us that as many as have received Him, to them He gave the right to be called children of God, to have this reconciliation. So then I'd recommend you read from verse 12 to 18. But I'll just jump to 18. But all of it, all of it about this free gift of Christ. Oh, let's go to 18. Therefore, as, as through one man's offense, that's the offense of Adam, judgment came to all men. This is where all men had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? But look at this where we go from here. This, of course, resulted in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteousness, so even though so, through one man's righteous act, that's the righteous act of Christ, the free gift came to all men. This gift of righteousness. This gift of righteousness. For us by one man's disobedience, that is of Adam, many were made sinners. Look at this now. So also by one man's obedience, Christ's obedience, many were made righteous. See, you and I, you and I now are called the righteousness of God in Christ. We are now called the righteous ones of God because we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul talks about this righteousness which is of faith. God wants to unscramble thought of religiousness. Oh, I'm a sinner. Well, I'm not a sinner. That's not my label in Christ no more. My, my, my reality in Christ is righteousness on the basis of the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ that was shed for me while I was yet a sinner, while I was yet a sinner, while I was yet a sinner. To come in this oneness, reconciliation with God by faith, by faith. But you see, it's by faith. It's based on the very grace of God. Because like I said, lest we boast. It's not of works. The one, two, three of Christian faith. It's on the basis of the blood. But now the basis of the blood has brought us on the basis of holiness of who God is. Because without the blood, there's no remission of sin. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. 
And so he had to shed blood for you and I. To be called the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Why? Because this is how he chose to demonstrate his very own love. His very own love. How can it be? How can it be? What love is this divine? What love is this? In 2 Corinthians 3, 17, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, 16, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. I'm believing for veils to be taken away. For us to be unblinded today to the love of God. As we turn and behold His own love, towards us. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is liberty in this love of one message. There is liberty knowing that you through the atoning sacrifice of Christ have been reconciled to your holy God. To know that you now set apart unto him a workmanship of God. To demonstrate the very glory of God on earth. Not to see how close you can get to the world. Not to, not to see how much you can mimic the world and still be called a Christian. How you can blend with wickedness and no one knows you and persecutes you in this hour. It's an hour of persecution which is arising even more and more and more. And we are the very light of God that is set up on the hill. And this light is a righteous light. It's not a sinner's light. And sin is only darkness. But in Christ, we live in his light. And as we undergo this transformation, verse 18, but we all with unveiled face beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image. What image? The image of this righteous one, the righteous judge, the righteous man Christ that has given us this free gift of righteousness through faith. being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. If we just flip over a page in chapter 5, 2 Corinthians, verse 21. What a verse! What a verse! That is a perfect matchup to what we read in 5.17. I didn't even read 5.17. I'll read 5.17. Romans 5.17, you can look at it in your own moment. Romans 5.17, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more that... Okay, let's start again. For if by the one man's offense, that's the, the man Adam, death reigned 
through the one. Much more, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, through the one, Christ Jesus. It is only through the one, Christ Jesus. It is only through the one love that we can experience the liberty of God that is of the Spirit. So back to 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him, that is Jesus, who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin. But look what God, because he wanted to demonstrate his own love towards us. What did God do for us? For he made him who knew no sin to be sin. For Jesus to be sin, to become sin on the cross. To take on sin. That we might become, what say you? That we might become the righteousness of God in him. He became sin. That you might become the righteousness of God in him. This is what love of God looks us, looks to us. Freely have we received of this love, of this gift of righteousness. This one true love who God is. And so now freely we are to cry out, be reconciled to God, to the world, to the world, to the world. We are now sent out dispatch on a mission of this love of God to demonstrate this only way of love demonstration is through the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't all just get together, get along. On the wrong foundation, there's no such thing. There's only one way. Through the one man, the Lord Jesus Christ, can we reign in life. Can we walk as he walked in this dominion? To know I'm right with God. What? To know I'm right with God. To know I'm one with God. In reverence of what he's done for me. If we go back to Romans 4.19. Uh, sorry, 5. Romans 5.19. For us by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Well, we just read Paul to the Corinthians. Many were made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. For where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So how does grace reign? We are the children of grace. How does grace reign? Through righteousness. See, when you know you have a right standing with God on the basis of the blood, on the basis of the appropriation that God sent, 
to make him who knew sin to become sin for you and I. When you have this assurance, it places you, it places you in such boldness of a walk before God. It is always before God. It's always before God. Grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's go to Timothy. First Timothy, I believe. I have a lot of verses. I have a lot of verses. Let's see, maybe a couple more I'll touch and we can continue next time. Timothy, right. First Timothy chapter 2. Talking about praying for all men and those in authority. For the purpose that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. That's the end of uh, verse 2. 1 Timothy 2, the end of verse 2. In all godliness and reverence. His desire for us. That as we pray. They would line us up to live a holy life before God. To lead a quiet and peaceable life in no godliness and reverence. This is your portion. This is his desire for you. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4. Who desires, what's God's desire for the world? Well, we know what it is because he so loved the world, he gave his son. So now we know the desire is that all would know the son, right? Verse 4, who desires all men to be saved. All men to be saved. We don't have a right to decide who's saved, who's not. To withhold the gospel message, oh, they'll never be saved. God's desire is all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is, there is what one God, one mediator between God and man. The man Jesus Christ, don't just talk to them about heaven. Talk to them, talk to them about the one mediator there is between God and man. The man Jesus Christ. That is how they come into salvation. That is how they fulfill the desire of their heavenly father forever. To be called his. There's only one mediator. Uh, and, and Hebrews is full of it. I have some references. Hebrews 7, 22 to 28. Hebrews 10, 10 to 14. Especially verse 14. Galatians 4, 4 to 5. There is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man Jesus Christ. The one love. The one love is only found. It's only found. His love. God's love. In the man Jesus Christ. The perfect reconciliation to our Heavenly Father. There's no other way. There's no other way and there's no other love. Women, I want the love of a man. Well, 
the one man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who gave himself, this is what this man has done for us, gave himself a ransom for all to be, to be testified in due time for which I, this is Paul, was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith, in truth. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians 4. Verse 4, there is one body and one spirit, just as you are called in one hope. There's only one way. Just as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one Lord. And because there's only one Lord, there's only one way to the Lord, one faith. One. We're talking about the one that we're part of now. One. Made together to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. One with him. Part of his body. That it said it pleased the Father to put the fullness of himself in, 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 in bodily form in Christ Jesus within the body of Christ. To fill all in all. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. And in you all. And in you all. W what about, uh, flip back to Ephesians 2, 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one, has broken down the middle wall of separation. I read this last week as well. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments containing ordinances so as to create in himself one new man, one new man from the two, from Jew and Gentile. That's why it's one body. One new man from the two, thus making peace through the very love of God. Through the very love of God. Thus making peace, that he might reconcile them both to God in one body. It pleased the Father to send his Son, the only Son, to demonstrate to us his very own love towards us. His one love, he himself. Through the word made flesh, he sent forth his word and has healed us, reconciled us back to God. That he might, this is verse 16 again, reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and to those who are near. Verse 18, 
for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. By one spirit to the Father. Colossians is similar. So many verses. So many verses. Take your time afterwards and go through these verses. Put your eyes. Put your eyes. Who is he? Who is he, the one love of God? Who is he? He is the very image of the invisible God. The word made flesh, the very logos of God. That encompasses who he fully is. The full expression of God. Love who he is. Let's do verse 12, Colossians 1, 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Because when we walk in the light, we have forgiveness of sin. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom, in whom, in him alone, in Christ alone, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Do not take it lightly. Do not take this redemption, this purchasing price, the price he paid for your life. Don't take it for granted. The forgiveness of sins that we now have in him. Because he so loved us. He made up his mind. He wants us his fully. Verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God. Give all of you to him today. Don't scatter yourself in the world of peace to this one, that one. Give yourself fully to God. You are a purchased possession. You are his now to know his very love, to acknowledge everything good that you have in his love. Live for him alone. What does that look like? He'll show it to you. It is a definite transformation. It is a definite mind renewal. It is a full selling out to him alone. It is really a letting go, a forsaking of what was. And we all are undergoing this transformation, and I for sure am. I'm not talking about an ease of life. I'm talking about the Christ life. I'm talking about eternal life that we have now because we have the Son of God. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created that are in heaven. All things. Whom do we serve today? Whose are we today? Whom are we to acknowledge today? Not Satan and the works of Satan, which are amplified like never before nowadays. But no, we are to discard that. We are to diminish and put those under and acknowledge, acknowledge the creator of heaven and earth. Acknowledge the goodness of our Heavenly Father to put us in the kingdom for a time such as now. To pray in accordance to the will of God. Not to put up with unrighteousness. But to pray for righteousness in our land. So we will live peaceable lives. Pray like you've never prayed. Abide in the true vine of the living word of God. Like you've never planted yourself in. Plank yourself. Dive in. 
live in him. By him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, where the thrones and dominions, Satan, Satan, he is crafty. He is a foe. Created one though. And a fallen one now. We serve the living God. We serve the living God. The creator of all visible and invisible. Where the thrones and dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. He is above all things, and in him all things consist. All things are held together. The whole universe, by the word of his power. Life be, he said, light be, he said. Light be, and light was, and light is, and light will always be. And our life is found in his light. For that was the very life of man. John 1 writes, who is our God? This divine reality is to, is to consume us daily. To take our gaze from the lower and to pin our gaze on him alone. All things were created through him and for him. All will bow down. All will acknowledge his lordship. And he is above all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is your head because you're part of his church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and that in all things he may have the preeminence. It pleased the Father that in him all things should dwell, and by him, by him, to reconcile all things to himself by Christ alone. To reconcile all things to himself by him with the things on earth, things in heaven, and having made peace through the blood of his cross. Having made peace through the blood of his cross. I'm going to finish with Romans 8. And that's it. That's it for today. Thanks for your patience. Romans 8. Time to celebrate and rejoice. We are found in him in this one true love. The true vine. The very love of God that is found in the word of God. That is found in the flesh of his body. In the blood of his body. 8.31 Put on your saucy pants today. What then shall we say to these things? Ha ha ha. If God is for us. If God is for us. Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us, made him to be a sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What shall we say to condemnation? You shut it down. You paid no attention. You silenced it. Every accusation coming against you in the spirit, you hush it down. No. I am a child of God. I am born from above. I am his righteousness on earth because of what he has done for me. Because he so loved me and still loves me and will always love me. He delivered himself up for us. Oh, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Peace of mind. 
joy within your heart. A hope that will never disappoint. A way out of every snare. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? We are God's elect. We are God. Actually, the last sit down recording I did was exactly that about being God's elect. We are God's elect. It is God who justifies. God has already justified me, buddy. Ah, glory be to God. I don't have to justify myself further. What he has done is sufficient. For all eternity, that blood ever speaks a better word, that word of Abel. The blood has justified us. Mm-mm-mm. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. And we know as he arose, we arose with him. Who is even at the right hand of God? And where he is, we are. Yeah, yes, right there in him we are. Who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us? Here we go from this one love that we have in God. His love alone. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No rejection. No adversity. No foe can separate you from the love of God. You are in his love forever as a child of God. Walk as his. And as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, Paul writes, to you and I. The Holy Spirit communicates to us today in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Through him who loved us. Through him who loved us. Wow. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You want to know the love of God? Do you want to know the love of God? It is solely found in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh to you and I forever. Ha! Eternal Word, eternal love, eternal God. I am done for this day. Glory be to God. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen.